Professor Symington, firstly, SARS has been studying a searchable data bank of financial information from the Panama Papers um, since it was released uh, by the International Consortium on Investigative Journalists earlier this month. So what has the investigation yielded thus far? Well, at this moment, we know, and I think everybody else knows, knows that there's about, uh, if, you, if you exclude the duplicates, there's about 1,700 names that we can link to uh, South African residential addresses. So uh, that was our first move. Now, our next move then was to try to match those names with what we have at SARS on our database. And so far, and it's a lengthy process, but so far we've been able to identify 81 names out of the 1,700, and we've been able to link them to 79 out of 560 offshore companies. Now, holding uh, funds in an offshore bank account is not in and of itself illegal, uh, as long as, of course, you know, the necessary approvals and disclosures have been made to the relevant authorities. So did those who've been named comply with the law? Well, that is what we uh, that is what we now need to uh, uh, determine. So, uh, following up on the 81 names, the next step would be to match uh, that data to what these individuals have declared in their returns. So, certainly, yes, that is the next step. Um, and uh, and as we've seen with the HSBC files that we processed last year, there are indeed a number of individuals who have done things in a legal way. The challenge, of course, with uh, tax havens like Panama is why would somebody set up um, an offshore company in this way where it, the, the, the real owner or the uh, beneficial owner, if you can call it like that, disappears, uh, and there's no link, uh, 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 no visible link between the, the offshore bank account and the uh, South African resident. So the, the question is, why? And that is a good question. But what kind of recourse is available to SARS uh, should any of the listed people be found to have transgressed the law? Well, so then the, after we've now... Uh, uh, identified, you know, whether they have disclosed their interest in those companies. We will zoom into those who have not disclosed their interest, and we will ask them, uh, you know, um, what did they know about this? Why did they do this? You know, what are the, 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 the values or the uh, uh, money that is locked up in those foreign bank accounts? So, uh, yeah, we've got lots of powers under our laws to, 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 to request uh, people to, to explain to us uh, what the, the situation is. Do you have an estimate how, uh, how much money is involved in, in these transactions? Not at the moment. Uh, we are not there yet. So uh, the, I think the a big a difference between the data we have now and the data that, that we received last year in respect of the HSBC accounts is that we have no values, there are no amounts that are mentioned in the data. Um, so, no, 
that is the short answer. We have no estimate at this moment. Mr. Flock Symington, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, that was the Executive of Revenue Services Product Oversight Legal and Policy Division.